but he exactly. still heavily respected. You, you, I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying because that was a nostalgic time, especially yeah. around graduation. When yeah. He was really in his creative bag in a different way. About to go downtown. Downtown, hey. Downtown. You about to go downtown. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown World with your girl Kate Blair. Don't waste no. <laughs> downtown world don't waste no time with negativity i think my brain was moving faster than my mouth i don't know but i am truly honored to have this king with us today some may know him as chris smith but he's also known as q smitty aka voice of the south now when you first hear this gentleman speak no pressure like you will completely understand why his voice of the south but also that intellect follows so welcome q i'm so honored to have you Hey, thank you so much, Kate, for having me on. You know, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, <laughs> everything is going great with you over there in the six. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's always <laughs> great to go with great minds. Great minds think alike. Facts, facts, facts. So I'm going to just dive right in there. How did you um, acquire the name, like, Q Smitty? How does that fit into your, like, role and persona as, like, a radio personality? Because personality? you can let everyone know currently, you know, where you mainly work at. Because I know you're a man of many skills and trades, but. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you know, just to go ahead and get started, well, for those of you guys out there who don't know, uh, you know, I am Q Smitty, the voice of the South. You can catch me on 98.7 KISS, the best r and B. I'm on, I'm on the radio. I'm a radio personality. So, like, I'm on there on Sundays from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. <clears throat> Sometimes I'll be there at nighttime, give you, uh, giving that night kiss to you from 7 okay, p.m. Okay. Midnight playing those slow jams. Got the Drew Hill. Got the okay, okay. Sweat, make it last forever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that's basically what i do um and also uh, i have my own media brand called leo tv which stands for loyalty equals opportunity and so um pretty much i'm 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 deep into the entertainment world uh like a, a journalist uh if you will and uh just trying to you know shed light on talented people on people who are motivated and ambitious uh because you know i find myself to be a very motivated and ambitious person but yeah just going back to the name q smitty you know smitty has always been my nickname uh it's a family nickname uh i was big in in school like in middle school high school so smitty would just call me <laughs> big smitty, you know what i'm saying but um my middle initial is Q, you know, my, okay. my, middle, name, my middle name is uh, Quintel. So people out there <laughs> want to know a fun fact about me. What's my yeah, so um, I, you know, I've always liked Smitty, you know, but Smitty, you know, you know, you know, a lot of people named Smitty, right? So um, I decided to, you know, make it more unique. I love the, uh, the 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 letter Q just for some reason. Like it just rolls off, you know what I'm saying, really easily and everything like that. Like anything, any name that starts with a Q or even a K to you know to a certain yeah. extent, it's, it just has an interesting like sound to it. I guess you could say. Yeah. So I've always thought like Q would be cool to you know put behind my name, so like in front of my name, so it was like Q 
Smitty, you know what I'm saying, to make it, you know, interesting. At first I was thinking Chris Smitty, but I was like, uh, mm. Too many yeah. Silver, yeah, you play yeah, around too, with it. Like, Chris Smitty, like, it's going to be hard for people to be, like, able to, you know, say that off the bat, you know, say without spitting all over the place, right? <laughs> so, uh, I figured I was just like, you know, why don't I just keep it cool and keep it short? Like, just call it Q Smitty, you know what I'm saying? And then mm -hmm. I put that together. Basically, Q Smitty um, is like an alter ego. Like, for me, uh, Christopher Smith is my real name, right? But, you know, Christopher Smith, you know, I'm just your ordinary guy who, you know, likes to have fun, likes to, you know, go out and travel, different things of that nature. But Q Smitty is the personality behind Christopher Smith. Like Q Smitty is actually out here, you know what I'm saying, showing you who I am or who he is, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the one, like Q Smitty is the one who really is out here with the smooth with you know with the, with the smooth gestures and things of that nature more of the um person who's like the creative entity of christopher smith like whenever i create something a lot of times it's going to be under q smitty like for instance trap reflections volume one which is my meditation album that's a creation that's under q smitty um Leo TV, that's another creation that's under q smitty so basically like I'm, uh, Q Smitty is the creative powerhouse of Christopher Smith. Okay. And so um, that allows me to be able to create that, you know, that alter ego. Yeah. And that Christopher Smith is like, you know, who I am outside of the entertainment world. Like what I like to do outside of that, you know, uh, whether it's traveling, you know, just partying, um, just hanging out with family, friends, uh, yeah. you know, things of that nature. So that's basically... How, how and why I came up with Q Smitty. All right, I won't leave you hanging out there. You know, my family pet name also has a Q in it. And yeah. <laughs> they call me Susie Q, so. <laughs> oh, like, I like that, that's not like a comic book name. It does, oh my God. Like, so I definitely know when someone from my family is around, because they'll be like, Susie, Susie Q, Susie, so. Yes, I won't leave you out there to hang. So one of the staple questions that we have here at Downtown World, don't waste no time with negativity, is what is the situation, Q, where like it was definitely negative, no questions asked about it, but somehow, some way, you found a way to like rise above and not entertain that negativity. You didn't dwell into it and you rose above. Ooh. That is a really good question. And I like that acronym too. That's Thank really you. Uh, I would have to say something that was just like totally negative. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually just, uh, you know, had this conversation uh, recently with my lady and everything about this whole type of deal. Um, it was the eighth grade, right? I was in eighth grade. I'm going to yeah. take it back a little bit, okay? Take a little so, bit. So, uh, <laughs> throwback thursday back into time <laughs> yes. take it back take it back so yeah. um, i was in the eighth grade right and we had this reading teacher and the reading teacher was like uh he was he was very religious i guess you could say to a certain extent but he was kind of like one of those hypocritical religious people like mm -hmm. he was like very judgmental and like he was kind of hard to talk to if that makes mm -hmm. sense and so um he, he would try to teach us stuff. And I guess, you know, it came off and rubbed us 
the wrong way, right? So basically his energy like was pretty much negative regardless of how much holy water he would drink. <laughs> so um, one day in class, he was like, uh, by show of hands, how many of you all are going to college, right? And so everybody raised their hand, you know, mind, mind you, like I went to a lean on me type school. Like it was, yeah. it was pretty bad. Like I had, you know, school game bangers. Oh my God, you know, yeah. People getting pregnant at 14, 15, Jeez. you know, and stuff like that. So Jeez. everybody, you know, decided to raise a hand just like a regular child would, you know what I'm saying? Just because you never know, people change over time. Exactly. So everybody raised their hand. Like, and he looked at us like in distraught, like he just looking like, and then he was just like, okay, well, uh, the Lord is going to have to forgive me for what I'm about to say, but, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but I know good and darn well, all of y'all in here aren't going to college. And so wow. it was totally negative. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I really don't remember too much after he said that. He was trying to explain it to us, whatever the case was. But I didn't want to hear it at that time. Shouldn't be saying that to kids, yeah. Yeah, you can't be saying that type of stuff to kids, man. And so, um, and he he always said like different stuff like that. Like I remember another time, like I think we had to write something down uh, for some little assignment that he was going to call on the different students or whatever to talk about what they had. And that day in particular, I didn't have a pen or a pencil, right? So I just didn't write anything down. And so coincidentally, he called on me. And yeah. so basically I was just like, well, you know, I didn't write anything down. I don't have a pen or a pencil or whatever the case is. And the quote of that day, cause he usually used to have these different quotes he used to write on the board or whatever. And we used to have to explain what the quote meant. Yeah. That day that um, quote was, excuses are a tool for the weak and incompetent, right? And so I, you know, told him, yo, you know, I don't have a pen, paper, whatever. And so the class is over with, right? And then he was like, hey, Chris, I need to talk to you. And so like, he brings me over there. And so I talked to him and then he was like, uh, you know, was there a reason why you didn't have a pen or a pencil for my class? And I explained it to him. I was just like, you know, I just wasn't ready for it today. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't really learn anything in that school anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> so out of all these days, you want to finally have a pen and paper. So um, anyway, like he would just explain it to me. He gave me this little tirade or whatever about it. And then he was just like, um, I think you're lazy. And uh, I think you're incompetent. And then he was just like, with the mindset that you have right now, I feel like you're not going to make it that far. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And so it was like, uh, he, and then at the end of his little speech, he was just like, excuses are a tool for the weak and incompetent. And so I, I remember that to this very day, like, because it really impacted me. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, like, you Definitely. Know, like, Those are times, especially you cling on to like your professors almost every word because you're about to, I don't know if it's the same out in Alabama, but like grade nine is when you go to high school. Exactly. That's exactly how it is this way. And you know, yeah. you're about to transition. And when you transition to high school, that's when you really start to more so focus on, you know, where am I going to go after this? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, to hear that, that 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 definitely affected me 
in a way that I never thought it would have affected me. And it was just something that stayed on my mind, uh, you know, for years. Now, can I talk about how something later on that down? Of course. Okay, cool. So uh, just to show you how God works, it's crazy because years later, I'm about to get ready to graduate from Jacksonville State University, right? Okay, so this is about eight years later. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So like about eight years later, um, I'm working at this Christian bookstore. And remember I told you he was this religious guy or whatever. And so coincidentally, he came into the Christian store, right? And I'm working there, right? And I don't think he remembered me at the time, but I helped him spark his memory. And so basically I, I told him, I was like, hey, uh, you're Mr. Stamps, right? Or... Um, I guess I should have never said his name, but whatever. <laughs> um, I was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, and so I was just like, I remember you, like you were my uh, eighth grade reading teacher back at Anniston Middle School. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, how's everything with you? And then I was like, yeah, everything is good. I'm in my last semester of uh, uh, college. I'm about to get ready to graduate. And so yeah. he you know, had this look on his face, like, oh, wow, like, look at you. And so he was like, congratulations, like, you know, I'm proud of you or whatever the case is. And I was like, yeah, thank you or whatever. And then like, I don't know if you remember saying all that stuff to us back then. I'm sure he did. Yeah, like, I really hope he remembered because, you know, it was really like revenge served uh, on a cold dish, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And I feel like the best way to get back at someone, whether you're intentionally doing it or not, is like to win. Right. It's going to benefit you and like make that person upset. So it's a win win in both situations. But that is definitely a way not to waste time with negativity. And I'm so happy that, you know, you went to high school, you went to college, university and you kept pursuing, you know, because there's too many, like you said, it was like a lean on me school type of situation, but there's too many um, schools within like inner cities that I know go through that or experience teachers like that. And ch- they try to like put these negative things on us because of the environments we, ha- we are in. So thank God when we hear of those success stories and people that like did not allow what is like immature adult at that time you know, had to say, because even now, when we look in life, like, I feel like I look at teachers so differently, and their position in life, and like, I respect teachers heavily, but there's also that side of teachers where it's just like, you had nothing better to do with your life, so you felt like it was better to kind of like, bully a whole nother generation, not really realizing the importance of the role that you're doing, right, so now we got Q Smitty, Voice of the South, and you know what I mean? It, we don't know what's happening over there, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Post Office, I'll say. So <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, also here at Downtown World, we say eat fruit and mind your business. So that is a mantra where it's just like it's good for us, it's good for the skin, it's good for all the things. And as well, it helps you to just stay in your lane and do what pertains to you. And he was not eating fruit and minding his business. <laughs> yes, indeed. Like he was eating the bad fruit. If he was eating the good fruit, he would have never said that. Like, 
that well, part. Well, you was the spoiled fruit that day without a <laughs> That part, that part. So I want to know, Q, like, what is it that helped to lead you? I know you mentioned, you know, going to college and going to university and things of that nature, but what helped put you into like the media world or the journalism world? Like what sparked that interest? Oh, wow. That's a good question. So <laughs> I've always been into entertainment. Like it was, it was just something about music, you know, that really stood out to me. I remember growing up, uh, like just sitting in the back seat of my father's car, like we would just go different places or whatever. Uh, he, I guess he was doing his adult thing or whatever. You know, I'm yeah. young, I'm dumb. I don't know what he's doing. Like, right. <laughs> like I'm just down with a ride. As long as I get my uh, little sprite of my Dr. Pepper. Yeah, so you're good. Andy, I'm good, right? Yeah. And so um, he used to always play these different albums, like, you know, these different hip hop albums, like, we in the car today, we listening to Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Or then after that, we listening to DMX. God then, knew like, gone. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Um, rest in peace. Listening to um, Eminem, like, and then just listening to all of these different artists, Nas, Tupac. And it always stuck to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like these lyrics that they were saying and these different skits and stuff like that. Like, it always stuck with me. And I used to always be excited to watch, you know, 106 in Park, or I would always be excited to watch different stuff like, you know, uh, the, all the good cartoons we used to have back in the day. Yeah. On Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon mm. Network. Like, yeah. Yeah. These kids don't know anything they about They don't. That. They don't. <laughs> yeah. So it always attracted me more than anything else. Like when it came to creativity and art, like the cartoons, the music, you know, I, I would take all these albums and just play them in my room all day long or whatever the case is. Yeah. And the news, like the news also played a major part in my life too, you know, because my grandmother, she was big into watching the news. You know how the grandparents are, they're always watching the oh, news. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I used to, you know, look at the news and kind of imitate how they would act or whatever. And I used to take the pieces of paper or whatever and try to like put it together <laughs> like I'm reading off something and tack it together. You know how they do yeah, yeah. The news or whatever. Yeah. I used to imitate them and act like them all the time. And so I feel like it was just something that was subconsciously always in the back of my mind that I really love doing this type of stuff. And I was watching interviews when it wasn't cool to watch interviews. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like watching interviews and stuff like that, it became cool around like 2013, right around that time. Yeah. Well, I was watching interviews like back in Before. 2007, like yeah. 2008, them Smack DVD interviews. Yeah, I love, uh, yeah. I'm a real yeah. nerd with that. So I'm there with you. <laughs> you can relate, yes. To this day, I'll still watch like old Angie interviews, yeah. all of that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> classics. That, those are classics. Classics. Like, watching, uh, you know, uh, Sway and uh, do his thing, you know what I'm saying, with the interviews and just watching you know, Lil Wayne talking the interview or watching Gasco yeah. talking the interview. Like it was always intriguing, you know what I'm saying? It Just is. to see what their life was like outside the music or whatever. So I feel like this inspiration really came from just that, just always doing it as a hobby or whatever. And just something that I always 
was attracted to. Like I was in a band. So just being in a band. What kind of band? Oh, it was a marching band. It was real than marching band. We were down there. Like I was Set. turned up. Set. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like we were we were playing Soldier Boy, you know what I'm saying? We, we you know what I'm saying, we Superman, you know what I'm saying? We Where what section were you in the band? I was in the brass section. So I played the trumpet. I started off with the tuba, right? And then um, I actually taught myself how to play the trumpet because my band director, he didn't want me to uh, play the trumpet. You know what I'm saying? He wanted me to stick to the tuba because I was a, you know, a husky guy. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. I was like, I can play this trumpet. Like I promise I can play the trumpet. He was just like, I want you on a tuba, man. And then that's, you know, my, my, my papa or whatever, he went to the pawn shop. Uh, one day he was like, I got something for you. And he oh. gave me a uh, trumpet from the pawn shop. And so I taught oh. myself how to play the trumpet. And I ended up uh, teaching myself so well to the point where the next semester, my band teacher said, okay, I'll let you play in the trumpet section. Yeah. Yeah, that so. Yeah, so just Sick. art, music. It's just my life, like that's just what I've always been into, you know? Like I was making YouTube videos when YouTube first started, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's really, just really all I can remember, you know, just really all I can think about, like just, and playing video games, you know what I'm saying? Like anything with entertainment on it, I just feel right like there. I was just born to be around it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really dope. So I wanna ask you, right, because one of the things I've learned um, on my road to success, and I feel like everyone is on a road to success, right, is like the kiss, the consistency has been something that has been huge. I realize it's a huge part of the formula and everything that you do, being consistent within that, consistent with good habits, consistent with like the work you put out, consistent with leveling up with yourself, like just consistency all around the board. So if you could say like, what are one of the things or some of the things that help you to remain consistent, Q? Because I look through your work, that's all I see. You know, what is what are some of those things that helped you to stay in that mindset or even realize that, that that's something of importance? Mm. Another good question. Uh, you be having to make me think and stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, what's helped me remain consistent? Just knowing um, there's always something out there to be created. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm. there's just knowing that um, that this world revolves around the sun 365 days out the year, right? And so as long as this world is revolving and I'm growing, I need to figure out how I can evolve and revolve with the world or with the universe, you know what I'm saying? So I always try to look at the latest trends or look at you know, what is going on in the music world or what's going on in the video game world or fashion world. And there's always something that you can find and be creative and make it your own. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So just knowing that, you know, there's always something out there that I can be inspired by helps me stay consistent. Like just looking outside and seeing the beautiful colors of the sky you know what I'm saying? That helps me stay consistent by 
you know, coming up with different things that I could do, um, maybe artistically, like I could draw something or uh, maybe I can, you know, ask somebody a question about, you know, what, what do you, what, what uh, part of your day is your favorite day and why, you know what I'm saying? Or like just different elements of life, the simplest things, like just seeing the trees constantly grow back, you yeah. know, after they've died off in the winter, they're staying consistent, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That type of stuff inspires me and, you know, yeah. in a way for me to stay consistent. And, and also the story that I told you about earlier, that definitely helps me to stay consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm not a lazy person or nothing like that, yeah. but, you know, that type of stuff, you know, it um, it, 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 it brings the Michael Jordan out of you. It's like <laughs> yeah. that person, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that that's something personal for me. So that within itself and just also... I guess just being the underdog so long, you know what I'm saying? When you're the underdog, it does something to you. It's like, dang, like, why am I always kind of looked down upon? Or why am I always frowned upon? Because, you know, growing up, you know, I wasn't the popular kid or nothing like that. You know, I, I had a hard time, like, you know, fitting in where I get in anywhere. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Everywhere I went, you know what I'm saying? And so just remembering that too, that allows me to stand out and stay consistent as possible because it's like, okay, I y'all remember how I was back then, but look at me now, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but the thing is, like, I'm I'm trying to hold on to the ball. Like, I'm gonna take that ball to my hand, you know what I'm saying? And glue yeah. it to my hand. Like, I gotta keep going. Like, I need y'all to see more of me, you know what I'm saying? So that helps me just stay on the up and up. That's amazing. That's amazing. So what are some of the habits that you found on your journey to success or accomplishing, you know, some of the major things you have in your life that you felt like you had to leave behind? Major habits. Um, just being around the wrong people, like mm. we're just sitting around, not really doing anything. As you know, you know, keep it distance because like I said, I'm an adventurous guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to have fun, I like to bar hop, I like to party and stuff like that. And some yeah. of the people I were with, like, you know, they were cool with partying all the time, but it was never a balance. Like there was never like, oh, hey, let's do this so we can promote ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Or let's, uh, you know, try to come up with an idea to where we can make more money with each other or whatever the case is. Like, so I had to like, you know, distance myself with some people you know what I'm saying? To really focus on what I have going on because, you know, when, you, when you're when around certain people, like, they start to rub off on you, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, yo, we're, we're going to party, we're going to party, we're going to party, well, yeah, but what about, you know, this? Like, how can we, you know what I'm saying, make our personal lives better? You know what I'm saying? I feel like that was a habit that I really had to cut off because, you know, I'm a social guy. So I feel like that's something that I really had to do. I had to really narrow down who really is here with me and willing to go to the next level. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we can inspire each other to go to the next level and stuff like yeah. that. So I feel like that was a um bad habit. Um I've never really been too big into like, you know, drugs and nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Of course I smoke some gas. You know, but 
I don't think that's a habit that I would say I had to really put away just to stay consistent or just to progress in life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's see, another bad habit that I would say I had to put away. Contemplation, you know what I'm saying? Just contemplating about it. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Is this going to be a good idea? Uh, I don't really know if I'm going to do this or, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm just going to wait tomorrow. I think I'm just going to do uh, it. Uh, you know, contemplation rules the nation. Whenever you just contemplate on something, should I post it or I think I'm just going to post it tomorrow or I'm just going to post it next week. I feel like that was a bad habit that I'm still working on. You know, uh -huh. uh, I, I can I can definitely be a procrastinator at times. So that's something that I'm really working on right now. Uh, as far as, you know, just trying to make sure I don't procrastinate, put that bad habit to the side as well. So I would say those two things, you know, just narrowing down who I hang with uh -huh. and procrastination. Those are the two bad habits I would say I had to put away. Cool. So I truly, truly love music. Like I know everyone kind of like likes to say that, but I could see we both have a vibe where like, we really mean it on another level when we say it. I want to know, like, what is it about hip hop that, like, you can remember that drew you to it? And, like, just let me let me pick your brain a little bit as to just who are some of those hip hop artists now that you would be like, yo, when I'm getting in the zone, like, these are some artists I listen to. Like, for me, you know, Ross is there. Of course, Hova is there. Um, sometimes I'll get in the bag. Like, I'm talking about before interviews or you know what I mean you have to get right. into that zone <laughs> okay get into that zone okay so when I think of uh you know different hip-hop head uh music and stuff like that that I really was inspired by it was definitely Lupe it was something about Lupe growing up when he came out because I could relate to him at that time stand it <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> era man yeah. like that that was totally different because that was right around the time Young Jeezy and mm -hmm. Fly, and mm -hmm. she, they all came out and in the South, like they were looked at like gods. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and me being this, you know, geeky kid, it was hard for me to relate to it. Like I didn't really understand what they were talking about. You know what I'm saying? Even though I, I liked the way it sounded, I just couldn't understand it. So mm -hmm. Lupe came out, it really changed the narrative. I was like, oh, this is somebody I can like kind of relate to, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's this sort of like intelligent nerd or whatever the case is, but yeah. he's cool. And he's surrounded by the same type of people I'm surrounded by, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these hood dudes or whatever the case is. And his music, like whenever he says certain things with these double, triple entendres, it makes me think. And so I, I you know, I became a huge Lupe fan after that. And Eminem, definitely Eminem, Oh, uh, I just like the way Eminem flows. Of course, DMAs, like I mentioned. Um, Ludacris, definitely Ludacris. Like, growing up. Uh, give me give me a Ludaverse right now. Let me see if you're serious. Give, uh, me, a, give me a Ludaverse right now. <laughs> oh, you, you want a Ludaverse? Let's go. Okay. Okay, let's, let's go. Okay. Uh, man, I'm bad with freaking. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, so I can give you a chorus. Anything. Let me see. Let me see how hard you're going for Luda. 
right. She said she never done it. She said she never tried. She's sitting there telling the mother lie. Hey. She said she never done it. She said she never tried. And then another song I say is uh, all this drinking gonna catch up. And all this smoking gonna catch up. But most times these is don't give up. Yeah, something like that. Like go uh Saturday. For me, let me see. Let me let me let me test you a little bit. Cause for me, a bit of my luda is like, I never go nowhere, so don't try me. My music system fans, fans like an ivy, bulls poison the ivy, bulls they try me. Let's go, let's go. You know about that red. Let's go, let's let me tell you, Luda, like I was over here feeling the energy of the sound. So I was just like, I can only imagine what it felt like for you like i'm excited to you know be able to talk to you because i knew how i felt and i'm all the way over here in canada in toronto being like all right da, da, da. so you made me feel good about my afro everything and it's just like you were there kind of like people ask yeah. us all stuff about drake and i'm like you're there like you really seen how it impacted around where you were and influenced those times but shout out saluda <laughs> Shout out to Luda, man. Definitely not only an inspiration musically, but radio-wise. You know, he's a he yes. was a radio personality. Yes, many people. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Lover. Chris Bridges. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watching his music videos, like that Southern Hospitality music video, that Saturday music video. Yeah. He was real animated and creative and to stand up, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. get back. You know, all of those good music videos he created, like it reminds me of how the baby is now with his music. Mm, mm. See the influence. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like each other, but the music videos. Yeah, they're very, mm -hmm. it's like the angles of how they're shot and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. um, Currency. Mm. um, Heavy, heavy. Yeah. um, Styles P, that's somebody different that a lot of people- Most definitely. Wouldn't necessarily name, but Styles P was somebody I really listened to for for a good minute. Like I was listening to all his freestyles on Smack um, DVD when he was, you know, rapping all those different freestyles. So um, let me see, Jay-Z of course. Yeah. Uh, Nas. Nas is definitely for now. For sure, for sure. He's always a fall vibe, for sure. Fun fact, uh, my first CD I ever bought. Illmatic. The Nod, nope. I, 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 was, I was too young. I didn't understand the Illmatic at that time. Like, I grew up in the Steelmatic era. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the first CD from Nas was actually the remix album. Where Jeez. it had different remixes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna tell like, you the name. Like one mic. Um, yeah. One mic remix on there. It had like Street Dreams remix on there. All these different remixes. But that was the first CD I had ever bought. One of my favorite Nas albums. Yep, I agree. What was the name of that one? I'm trying to. I would say Godson is like uh, my favorite album. It was. What was the one that had? The rewind song. I think that it was. was... Oh, rewind. What you know yeah. about rewind? Listen, oh, listen, yeah. listen. <laughs> that I used to was play that like... song all the time, too. 
one of the greatest songs for the whole genre and the yeah. whole history of it. That's definitely an elite one. To this day, I can probably still hear something new in it that I didn't hear before, which is like most of the artists where you mentioned, but the top for me would be like, yeah, Ross, Nas, Drake, um, Hove. Kanye, can't forget about Kanye. You know, I'm going to be real, and there's no hate to him, but ever since everything kind of started happening in a different way, I found I haven't streamed him as much as I used to. I don't know if that's influenced from, like, being in the city and, like, in a weird, weird way. It was kind of like you had to choose, but not really. But, like, even though things are whatever, it's like it hasn't been hitting for me the same. And even, like, to stream old Kanye, but he's definitely one of the elites. But I'm not going to, like you know lie and be like recently that's I it's been a minute like I'd say a little bit before the pandemic it hasn't really been a much I mean streaming Kanye Kanye is Kanye I guess you could he say. is he's a genius he's a genius I could have like whole conversations you know about his greatness but in terms of like what we're talking about I haven't really streamed his music as of late Kanye, yeah, he's definitely on another path right now. Another planet, like, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you see something we don't see for right now, maybe five years later we may understand it, but I And he's know. genius. You can't, you can't really put ratings on a genius nor understand it. You just have to take genius for genius and only down the road will we understand, but it's just, I'm very, like, I guess because of like everything that's transpiring through the media, I don't know. It's just like me typing that in. It hasn't been like, you know how your Spotify, whatever can show you most streamed artists, all that type. Like he wouldn't, he's not, he hasn't been there for a little bit. Right. I haven't really listened to the recent projects drop. I listened to it like once if I could get through to be like, all right, I heard the new yay, but like that feeling of like, yo, when we used to, you know what I mean? When you had the Louis scarf and the backpack and all like that, that urgency, that feeling is not the same for me these days. But he's exactly. still heavily respected. You, you, I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. Because that was a nostalgic time, especially yeah. around graduation. When yeah. He was really in his creative bag in a different way. Like his creativity. And he still cool. is. He yeah, still is. Cool. But yeah. in a way that like. It's darker now though, you know. And. I don't, I won't even, I don't know if I would even like, cause I don't mind dark. I love dark. You know what I mean? Hence why I love um, artists like, you know, Wu-Tang, of course, the locks, yeah. you know, you get to people like Sean Price, like those right. AZ, like all those guys are like dark, but you know what I mean? That's the generation of hip hop, like, you know, we're more familiar with growing up, but it's just, I don't know. It's just not the same. The lyrics don't hit. Um, melodically, it sounds great. You know what I mean? It's just like, and especially in the juncture of my life right now, as I said, type of stuff I'm listening to prior to interviews, things like that. I'll definitely fling on Dead Presidents. I'll definitely fling on Sweet Dream. Like it just, Ross, you know, Mastermind album is one of my favorite. The deluxe version is one of my favorite albums. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a different, like a different zone. When I'm in that, like I'm ready to win zone. I don't know. It's not like a diss to but I don't know how to better like explain that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> get what you're saying. I, I definitely get what you're saying about Kanye. Um, 
Pharrell too. I, I definitely rock with the Neptunes. Yes. Um, <laughs> crazy because um, I used to actually go to their website almost every day. Sick. And like, it was just something about the the sound. It was some type of instrumental uh, on the website, like where you're just navigating and stuff. And I could just remember that so much. And it used to play in my head all the time. Like I was such a huge Neptune fan to the point where, you know, I don't know if you remember, but like back in those times, like in the mid two thousands, like in school, people used to have their clear binders so they can put. Yeah. 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 I ended up putting Neptune, the planet on my binder. Sick, you know what I'm sick. saying? Because I was such a, you know what I'm saying? Nerd about They're it. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Still. Yeah, so I put the planet Neptune on my binder and stuff like that. And people were like, what you got that for? I was like, man, I like for real. Like, you know, the for BBC real. Ice <laughs> Yeah, for real. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, yeah. Definitely showing my age right now. But I don't care. Like, another genius. Like, definitely. Yes. And it's like, um, the whole Neptune, like, the sounds that they were able to give us, like, to this day. You know what I mean? To this day, like the only people, you know what I mean? I could even put close in that character category would be like Jay Dilla and stuff like that, where that like, you know what I mean? Certain sounds like they would actually go and collect those sounds. You can't do like, it was just such art to it. Such art. Stuff like that, you know, they're just geniuses, you know? Geniuses. Um, now, if you talk about Southern hip hop music. Yeah, right? put us on, put us on. I gotta put you on with that. Like, so Pastor Troy, without a doubt. Yes. Um, uh, I rock with T.I. before, well, until after King. I oh, we all had our rubber bands. Yeah, we all had the rubber band. band <laughs> we band. all had a rubber band for no goddamn reason, for yeah. sure. We didn't know what he was talking about, but hey, look. We got <laughs> We got the hat tilted to the side. Everything. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I was really on T.I. pretty well until after King. I, I really stopped listening. Yeah. To Same. Um, uh, definitely 3-6 Mafia. Oh. Love 3-6 Mafia. For sure. Probably Pat, oh, my God. like Crazy. Like, I remember when I first got my car, like, my dad left his... Um, cassette tape it would have yeah. hip-hop songs and stuff like that on there and i remember the first song that played was project pat jail and weed <laughs> you know, your dad was bumping yeah we were like oh snap like this song right here like me and my friend were like but well, this song fire um i remember downloading like their tracks off of limewire and like being like yo like what is this like and that's the influence on this side so hearing you like that being a part of like what would have been marketed to you directly you know yeah definitely directly um you know listening to that pretty much that whole hypnotized mind camp Lil white i was listening to all of them um that's and, like even on the new um oh sorry go ahead go ahead no, 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 you go ahead no i was gonna say like even on um the newest drake project uh it's like, I didn't really hear too much people have like respect or love for um, that 21 Savage. Uh, was it, it was a Project Path. Was it Project Path? You're talking about 21 Savage on- Knife Talk. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I don't really care too much for that song. I'm not but that is a prime example. Like, of, like I appreciate Drake for those things to let like the world know that like we we know what's going on over here. Like I, as someone from Toronto, Canada, and like hearing Drake has that on a project, like I know what that meant for him. You know what I mean? Because as I said, we would listen to those things. So I can definitely see how that was a full circle moment for him getting that. I can see him being like, yo, I need that old school. You and he's like, so, um, sister, like it was that energy. So I could see like people maybe like, why that song, whatever. But like, just to give you like, that's probably his old to be like, yo, we heavily respect what you guys were doing over there. Cause we did. Mm, so you guys really rock with the Southern. Yes, movie. yes. Like I remember, like there was a I was over here in Toronto, Canada, but I remember heavily Trap 101 Jeezy. Heavily, like, and now I still love like artists from the South. You got Young Dove, as you said, Currency. Like, there's a couple of people, you know, I love me. Um, what's my ratchet girl? Oh man, oh man. Um Tokyo. Tokyo Jazz, love her. Or Tokyo Jets, Tokyo Jets. Yeah, I need a Walla. I need a Lashok. I love her. I love her. So it's like you guys still touch over here, and we do resonate with that. I don't know if it's partially because of like my Caribbean background, right? I can put together those sounds and kind of like appreciate it. But I fuck with South heavy. It feels good to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hear that the world, you know, what I'm saying, really gravitates towards the southernness. You know what I'm saying? Because we're around it 24-7, especially. So you don't know the impact. We don't Facts. really know the impact like that. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Like, uh, because we're around it and we embrace it, you know what I'm saying, all the time. Especially, like I said, in Birmingham, like, that's all we play. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We play Six Mafia. We're playing, <laughs> we're playing Le Chat. We're playing Boosie. We're playing, yep. you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we're playing, like I said, Eight Ball and MJG. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Yeah heavy hitters like we i was playing eight ball and mjg super hard like that. we were too young to be listening to that music but <laughs> here we are <laughs> yeah, we were way too young listening to that music we didn't know what they were talking about we did but damn like shoot how we yeah. what we gonna do so <laughs> we came out smart i guess it came out okay <laughs> we definitely came out okay harder than a lot of these tickets let me tell you all right that music built us for real for real, for real. So let me ask you this, Q. Um, I'm happy to know that like you are doing um, voiceover work and it's quite obvious, Kay, you have a great voice, all the things, but what led you to like tapping into that gift truly and finding a way to make some bread off of it? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, pretty much just hear my voice. Like I was just like, yo, I could really make some money off of this without a doubt, which, you know, it's still a process and stuff like that. Like the voice acting industry, it's definitely still like a tough cookie to crack into, mm-hmm. like consistent clients and stuff like that. But, you know, I was just like, you know, I got the voice. I can act. You know, I love to act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you put me in front of a camera, I'm going to act. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or even behind the mic, you know, I'm down to act. So, you know, also hearing the voice, so like I said, I told you, I've always been inspired by different things, you know. So playing Mortal Kombat growing up, you know. You know, the finish him and the yes. fatality, you know. Yes. I used to really imitate him before my voice got deep. That's what was <laughs> crazy. I yeah. Imitate him. 
So that type of stuff actually inspired me to want to be into uh, be a voice actor too, you know, and listen, watch an anime, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That type of stuff, hearing how they would, you know, say different words and the Kamehameha wave and all that stuff, like, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan, you know, as you can yeah, see. Yeah, it was that. heavy over here, heavy over here. Yeah, I got that. Yep. Oh, that's clean. Whoever did that, they did a really amazing job. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's it's old too. It's like six years old. You're a heavy Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm real big into Dragon Ball Z, without a doubt. Um, that type of stuff that you know that that really inspired me to want to take voice acting seriously because you know we all want to do something that we enjoy. You know what I'm saying, and make money off of what we enjoy because. It doesn't really feel like work. It just feels like I'm just doing this for fun. I'm just so having to get money off of it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like that's what really inspired me to do voiceovers. So um, I want to know, Q, what is something that you would have, I just shortened your name. I'm sorry. I just realized that. Like, yeah, you're cool. Like, I I keep knowing you. No, say Q Smitty all the time. Q Smitty, Q Smitty, Q Smitty. Q Smitty. I'm just like Q. <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> with with much respect. But uh, yeah, Q Smitty. What is something that you would have told your younger self that you know now? Mm. To uh, I would have told myself to pretty much persevere. You know, mm. no you are special, you know what I'm saying? Like you are somebody who deserves to be who you are because it's going to make sense one day. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like When I was younger, I was very confident, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, when you deal with getting bullied and you know, dealing with all these different crazy things in life, right? You know, it kind of takes your confidence away or like you kind of yeah. go back and find the confidence and get it back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so I felt like I was a little lost at one point in my life. And I wish I would have just really saw myself for me. You know what I'm saying? And really understood why I was the way I was. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I, you know, I would definitely tell myself to, you know, persevere and, you know, just focus on yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't worry about what everybody else is saying or, you know, don't, um, you know, just don't fall victim of feeling like you're not, you know, you know, worth it or you don't understand your worth or whatever the case is. You know, I would definitely tell my younger self that, you know what I'm saying? Because confidence and, you know, high self-esteem and stuff like that, that's super duper important, especially when you're a child, you know what I'm saying? Because that's really when you're at your creative peak and you can really create different things. And I feel like I I was very creative when I was younger, but sometimes I didn't really act on it as much as I should have. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. So um, I'm winding down, but another staple question that we ask here at Downtown World, don't waste no time, but negativity is, you have the five elements, right? You have air, water, earth, fire, and spirit. Which element do you feel like represents you or you resonate with the most and why? Cute Smitty. <laughs> Ooh, boy, I like that. Oh, okay. So the one that I really rock with the most is wind. Mm. The reason why I say wind is because 
the wind can't be controlled. The wind stops when it wants to stop. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if if the wind wants to go hard today, it's gonna go hard. You you can't yeah. put water on it or you can't suffocate the wind. You get know what I'm saying? The way you can suffocate fire and Facts. fire's gone. Or with water, you can put it inside of this container and contain it. Yeah. You can't really contain wind, you know what I'm saying? Like a hurricane. Can you imagine we mm. create a container to where you we can contain the wind of a hurricane? It can't be done. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I feel like I have a very wind force about myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm at a point in my life where I really don't want to be stopped. Like I want to just keep going. I want to go as hard as I can, go as far as I want to go with no limitations and stuff like that and just be free. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, if, you know, when I really break down and think about it, like wind is the most powerful element. Cause like I said, it can't be stopped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, the wind, like I said, chooses what it wants to do. If the wind wants to no longer exist, which is basically air, yeah. we all would we all would suffocate. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like the air and the wind is really the true uh the true power behind life. Yeah. You, know, you gotta have that wind behind you. You gotta have some type of air about you to be able to keep going and keep blowing and keep flowing. Facts, facts. I love that. And, you know, of course, we've gone through something in this world that none of us have ever gone through before, which is this whole panini, you know, and it's forced us all to like adjust in some shape or form or way in our lives. You know, what was one of those huge adjustments for you, Q, and how did you like maneuver through it? Oh, yes. So... With this pandemic, uh, really just had to adjust to just slowing down, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because, you know, in this radio industry, like you're always on the go. Yeah. Like you're always trying to uh, go to the, this event, go to that event. Hey, you know, I need to show my face today at this restaurant or yeah. I got to show my face at this basketball tournament or I'm hosting this event or whatever the case. So just adjusting to slowing down and actually focusing on myself and what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? That really is what I had to, you know, really adjust to. And it was a good adjustment. I wouldn't say it was a bad adjustment because I really figured things out for myself. You know, I came up with different ideas I wrote down and I actually accomplished for myself. Like Trap Reflections Volume 1 was created in the midst of the pandemic. It's actually, it's one year anniversary. Anniversary was last week. So and I was I created that in the pandemic and I created that by sitting down and focusing on myself, focusing on what I want to do. Yeah. I want to leave a mark on this world. I'm leaving a mark on the world with my you voice are. and personality stuff, right? But you know, that's something different, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I can people can still go back and say, hey, well, Q Smitty got trap reflections volume one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you may not be able to hear me on air one day. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully that day doesn't come soon. No, <laughs> I highly yeah. doubt it. You're going. You're gone. For sure, for sure. Yeah. That. Um, but, you know, I will say, you know, Trap Reflections is a legendary album, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? That I feel like I left a mark on this world, you know, as a voice actor and as a narrator. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I feel like. Uh, voice actors or especially black voice actors haven't really done you know what I'm saying 
um, outside of you know Barry White, which is a singer. You know what I'm saying? But like you don't really know too many uh, people like Morgan Freeman. You know he's a great narrator. I love that he's taught. Yeah, he's amazing. Like I love listening to yeah. Morgan or James Earl Jones or Michael Clark Duncan. They've yeah. all left their mark in a certain way, but they never created uh, an album specifically to uh, pay attention to their voice and you have to mm -hmm. interact with the voice. So I feel like that's something that I created during the pandemic and it allowed me to do. Dope, dope. I love that. And, you know, it's, it's everyone, pretty much majority of people say the same thing. Like we felt like we've thrived, but in different ways, ways that like, because of everything that was happening, it's almost like we weren't allotted our own time. So now we are finally able to like focus on things and think about maybe the things that we were truly wanting to be invested in. It helped a lot of us like reprioritize our lives or, you know, just the way things are structured, rethinking it, you know, I'm a firm believer in limitless thinking. So I, I was really happy for that opportunity and it forced me to heal in more ways than one that, you know, now, like, there's no looking back. Like, mm -hmm. the corporate world I know will always be there. I can always get a desk job, but, like, there's no looking back. There's no looking back, right. And you're doing a great job with what you got going on, you know what I'm Thank saying? You, and I'm really rocking with it. And uh, the you. pandemic really brought some great things out of us, you know what I'm like saying? That. Believe it or not, of course, like, we lost some, we made some losses, of course. Definitely made some Heavy losses, losses yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it was sort of a sense of transformation and rejuvenation that we experienced too. Yeah. So um, the last thing I'll ask you before you let, before I let you go is I love your hair <laughs> and I want to know what inspired your hairstyle. <laughs> so shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Kim okay. Hunter. Okay. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to assume. So I'm going to ask you. Yeah. 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 So it was definitely Killmonger. I remember when I finally got to the point where my dress got some hang time. Wait. So everyone doesn't really know why I asked you that. So pretty mm -hmm. much I'd say the rest is like low fade and right here is like fresh dreads. Yeah. So everything is faded around and everything. Sick. Um, Sick. And then at the top, as you can see, like it's very neat. I know you got to. <laughs> Yeah, two strand twist, and then you know the loctician. She does her little magic on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all do what y'all do for show, for show. Um, yeah, what yeah. is it about Killmonger that inspired you to wear that? That's beautiful. Thank you. Rest in uh, peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, rest in peace. I actually have a Black Panther poster, and so um. What inspired me was really just being different. You know, I want to wear mm -hmm. my dreadlocks. I love having dreadlocks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't, the thing about me, I don't like being like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to do things that are different. As you can see, a different tattoo. You don't really see too many guys yeah. with a tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So everything that I do, I want to be creative about it. I want to do, do something different. And so my loctician, I told her, I was just like, yo, I want to do something different. You know what I'm saying? I want to, you know, just kind of be creative or whatever. Yeah. And so she ended up doing something to, with my hair. She was just like, okay, cool. And she, instead of putting it to the back, I think she like accidentally like put it to the so front. Right. Yeah. And so I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. I like that. Like, that's dope. Like, 
reminds me of Killmonger or whatever the case is. Like, I like the way Killmonger had his hair, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it reminds me. the energy. Yeah, the the youth, you know what I'm saying? The energy of it, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to rock with this, you know what I'm saying? And I don't really know too many people who are doing No, I don't. But it looks good. It looks good. It suits you. So... I want you every to let everyone know, Q Smitty, where they can support you, where they can find you, where they can listen to you. And as well, we're normalizing how you prefer to be approached. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, once again, shout out to Kay Blair. Thank you. you. (laughs) Love for sure. Like, I definitely hope I can come back on here once again. Oh, most definitely. You, you, this fam right here, you got this. (laughs) For sure. For sure. so basically, you all can find me at Instagram, uh, on Instagram at Q underscore B-L-U underscore, which is Q Blue. And uh, you can also find me on YouTube. I'm trying to revamp my YouTube right now. It's okay. uh, Q Smitty Leo TV. Uh, it's L dot E dot O dot TV. You know what I'm right saying? Here. Where you can find me. I'm going to subscribe. Appreciate that. You know, Of course. Uh, want to return the favor of course um and you could also find me like i said on spotify apple music uh title um with q smitty voice of the south uh it's trap reflections volume one uh the one is the eye you know what i'm saying because that's yes. how you gotta create it if you're trying to be all roman and stuff let but, everyone uh, yeah sorry you finished <laughs> i was gonna say um what song would you recommend someone to start with when getting into the Q-Smitty universe? Yeah, so the song that I recommend is definitely Beauty Rest. Then after Beauty Rest, listen to Wave Reflections. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to do a music-focused interview, like, or your next release. We're definitely going to have to, like, do a whole music review interviews so this will not be the last time you guys are seeing Q you're just seeing him on this show (laughs) legit so I want to say once again like thank you so much just for your time I was truly honored and like this beautiful conversation um we got to tap into Birmingham Alabama and I don't take that lightly because I love what's going on down there in the south and I truly feel like you're going places so um I'm really happy that you know you're able to talk to small folks for real for real but I yeah. truly do appreciate it and you know guys Q Smitty joined us today he definitely chose not to waste any time with negativity he ate fruit minded his business and you guys make sure to support this king and everything he's doing it's a good look all right (laughs) um q i want to know what makes you happy what's something Mm -hmm. that helps make you happy oh food (laughs) (laughs) definitely food Uh, yeah i gotta have my general souls chicken okay 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 the chinese food what makes me happy um my car like i love driving mm. i told you i love traveling yeah so like yeah you know, one day i'm gonna have to hit up a road trip hit up the six definitely uh, come we got space for you let's go let's go and um you know uh 
music, you know, music definitely makes me happy. You know, I Pax. love without a doubt. Facts, facts. Well, I love that. Thank you for your time. Once again, guys, it's been Q City. Make sure you tap in. Be a problem if you don't. All right. And have a great, great day. Downtown. Downtown. Hey. Downtown. You're about to go downtown.